Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. How many more episodes do you have left of Wild Wild Country? You always catch me when I'm like looking yeah. away. Why Good. do you always get to start the show? I don't know. Every week. All right. Well, you're you the guy. What? No, forget it. I'm no, going to stop. Listen, I'm fine. No, we're going to go. Go ahead. I got 30 minutes left of it, of Wild Wild Country. One epi- I, is it one episode? There's like six episodes, so I'm at like five and a half. Okay. Um, I'm feeling for the guy. I'm feeling for the guy. He got railroaded. I mean, it's hard to say if he, no, if he is a con artist or what. He's a, what con artist? The guy was hiding in his room, doing nothing. He didn't talk for three and a half years. Yeah. And this Sheila chick was calling all the shots. So yeah. I don't even think he knew what she was doing. Well, but asking people to arm themselves was a little weird. Well, how do you know he said that? See what I mean? I mean, the whole thing is... is... he does. We don't know what he said to her, because it was her and him. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, good job, government. You kicked out a cool dude. <laughs> well, he's dead now, isn't he? If you give this away, I will kill you. No, I think... Nope, don't, I don't want to know. I got 30 minutes left in this show. The church? I don't know. He goes back to India. Um, <coughs> that, but, real, but Are you just going to keep talking? Stop. No, no, no. The ch- I think the following still exists yeah but in india where it start, right. where it started i don't think it's ever come back here again the ranch is not happening anymore no i the, don't think so no i don't think so i don't think so either they all left it's a very riveting story it starts out pretty slow right but by the end you're like whoa and and all these people who were doing these really horrible things for him or like for whomever and, like, do they go to jail? Like, where, how long were they in jail? Well, like, Sheila only got four and a half years, and she was the mastermind. But there was the other woman that was with her. <clears throat> yeah, the woman who um, poked the doctor with a needle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't know how long it she, until she got off, because she had no record. So it's mm. It's all just... I mean, it's very cultish, unfortunately. It is, but it was a bunch of grumpy white guys in Colorado that didn't like what was going on. When you're done this, you have to do... Did you ever do the staircase? No. It's oh. it's the one where... Like, oh, there's the, some doctor who pushes doctor. his wife down a... Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Sure, and that, I, I can go for that. And that one's also that's pretty... It's my late night viewing. Yeah, well, that's the... It, all that crime drama stuff is, is crazy. Yeah. I'm uh, too... Two episodes away from the end of the Umbrella Academy. And? I like it. Talking Monkey's kind of cool. He looks amazing. He looks really good. Um, It's very... Having never read the the graphic novels, it's very predictable. Like, I can already tell what's going to happen way before it happens. And you like that? No, that I don't like. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't give it an A. I'd right. give it, you know, like everything has got it like around 75%, and I think that's pretty accurate. They'll definitely do a second season, because my understanding is is they leave it with a massive cliffhanger. Right. Um, the the You would think that Ellen Page sort of being the lead is the focal point, but it's actually this kid. Okay. And he's 
he's he got a, got a little New York in him, a little Chicago in him. He's a bit of a wise ass, but he's also got this awesome power. And the story kind of revolves around him, and it's great. It's it's out there. I don't think I is the monkey the mentor. Is he like the the monkey the father figure? No, the fa. He's sort of like the partner to the 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 doctor who started the Umbrella Academy. Okay, um, and then their mother is a robot, an android. Got it. So it's cool. That's they all, all have, they all have their own powers. I like it. I, I have no complaints. But apparently, if we want to segue breaking it, news into people who are complaining, breaking news. So apparently. <laughs> We're, we're going seg- to segue into <laughs> my, my favorite uh, topic, which is the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2020 saga, film. Drama. Apparently, on Bill Burr's podcast, uh, some fans seem to think that the director of Ghostbusters 2020 threw shade at Paul Feig's reboot from 2016. This is the exact quote. This is going to be a love letter to Ghostbusters. I love the franchise. I grew up watching it. I consider myself the first Ghostbusters fan. When I was like seven years old, when the movie came out, and I love it. I want to make a movie for my fellow Ghostbusters fans, which seems tame. And then... So what does that mean? That's not a... Someone... He brought up... Then he brought up his movie Juno... And said, I'm not making the Juno of Ghostbusters movies. And that apparently is the comment that people feel like threw shade at Paul Feig. Why so? Because a bunch of, you know, crappy news websites that are probably... So what's Juno about? Juno's about a pregnant girl and her awkward boyfriend who kind of exists in high school. So I don't even know what that comment means. He's not making... He's making like a teen... He's not making some teen drama, yeah. horror horror drama. He's making an original type Ghostbusters. Film. All it says was that a lot of people hit social media and they threw together hasty articles on these probably... About ru- nothing. Probably Russian-made websites that are like just meant to cause problems. And then he has to come out and say, well, that came out wrong. I have nothing but admiration for Paul, Leslie, Kate, (laughs) Melissa, and Kristen, and the bravery for which they made Ghostbusters 2016. The bravery. They expanded the universe and made an amazing movie. No, they didn't. Then Paul Feig has to respond saying, Jason was a supporter of mine at the time when I couldn't get movies made. He's always been a true gentleman to me and a supporter of Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I can't wait to see his take on the universe. Big love and respect to you, Jason, your friend, Paul. So essentially a non-story, other than the fact that the f- they're going to be filming in Canada. All I care about is who's in the damn cast. And they haven't said it yet. That's all I care about. The movie is going under the title of Rust City, which I think was actually the, the title of the last working film, the 2016 one. And uh, filming starts in June in Alberta, Canada. I, then we'll see who shows up, right? But I hope it's not one of these things where they're not going to be filming on location in Manhattan like they did with the 2016 movie. Yeah. Because, quite honestly, the on-site filming is a part of the whole franchise. I mean, New York City is as much a part of it right. as anything else. Right. Um, maybe they're just going to do... You know, 
non-location stuff. But that's sort of what made the first and second movies iconic is because you had Tavern on the Green. You right. had, um, you know, the Statue of Liberty walking. You had. I think they got to shoot in New York City at some point. You would assume, but who knows? Maybe that's where they're going to film the farm where right. supposedly Ray will be tinkering with the proton packs. Living on a farm? Well, because he auctioned, or he put three mortgages on his house, his That's family true. house, to lease the fire station. Got it. So, who knows? But, non-story, just something out there. <sighs> Whatever. So, so, here's a segue. Mm-hmm. The director, Jason... Reitman, mm-hmm. he also did a movie recently called The Front Runner, mm-hmm. which I took a look at. Mm-hmm. And and this is a movie, a, a kind of bio-docudrama about what happened to Gary Hart in the um, 1988 presidential election. Who was, at one point, the shoe-in to win it. At, he was absolutely the front runner. Yep. But instead, he decided one weekend that it would be a blast to go out on a boat named the monkey business monkey business and get messed up with a girl named donna rice mm-hmm. um the movie itself is is kind of scattershot and they spend more time dumping on tabloid journalism than they do on the gary hart saga which is kind of unfortunate because i think this guy has a lot that you could have dug into with this guy well and apparently Hugh Jackman said that he invited him to his compound wherever he's living, yeah. and he hung out with them for like a week, and got all this. Hugh did a whole lot of research ton on of this research. role, yeah, and he's great in it. They don't use him enough in it, but he's great. But I mean, listen to this cast: um, J.K. Simmons is his campaign director. Alfred Molina is Ben Bradley. Kevin Pollock is a Miami Herald publisher type guy. Um, even Bill Burr's in it. Wow. Um, Vera Farmiga, who's in the uh, some horror film franchise that I can't remember. Insidious or one of those. So most of these people have been in Jason Reitman films that before. That is correct. She was in Up in the Air with George Clooney. And he's J.K. Simmons has been in like nine Jason Reitman well, movies. Juno. He's the father right, in right, Juno. Right, right, um, right. Anyway... It, it could have been a much better movie. And, and what's more interesting is just listening to the optional commentary track, which mm-hmm. sheds way more light on Gary Hart than the actual movie. So, But isn't this supposed to be the introduction to the sort of tabloid oh, yeah. journalism that surrounds yep. politics? Yep. Oh, yeah. So it's a really hard line to walk where you're trying to do a biopic and also telling the story about how crazy news has but become this guy's really interesting he's very interesting and mm-hmm. i didn't really get enough of him and and i just remember hugh jackman saying for how old he is he still has the sharpness the wit like he still has he talked to he told him what his first hundred days was going to be right and how amazing it was and you know that he obviously couldn't share it but you know he's, it, it would have changed politics it would have kind been, of yeah I, it was I agree. One stupid thing that he did. Yep. You know. Yep. Again. Yep. And it was the and you know it in some ways it was the first time publicly that you had the spouse standing there yeah. being humiliated but yep. stuck in the middle of it, and now you see that every other week on the news. 
So, so still worth it. And I'll tell you, uh, the, in, in the commentary track, they talk some specifics about the technical aspects. And one of them was that in crowd scenes, they would mic all the actors. And then the sound guy would literally, like, tap different buttons to bring up some of the actors so that you had this kind of weird chaos uh, sound-wise. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he like like playing a keyboard. He tapped this guy up a little bit, then he tapped this guy. So you'd hear this really weird kind of oral thing going on, which I didn't notice and during the movie. I wish I would because it was interesting. So I want to go back and watch that part. Hmm. Anyway, that's yeah. interesting. Well, there you have it. There, I got it. And okay. Mike Judge is in the movie, too. Really? Mr. Beavis and Butthead. What is he in the he movie? He is a Miami Herald investigations editor. He just sort of randomly pops up and does things whenever yeah. he feels like it. I feel like... I think he's got too much money. Well, I mean... Speaking of... Look, I'm going to segue again. Speaking of gotten too much money, how about your buddy, uh, Mr. Kraft, who got caught... Oh, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> I saw that today. I mean... He he vehemently denies it, but they oh, say they have video footage of it. Come on Has now. the footage come out yet? No. Oh, I can't wait for it. You know what he'll get? He'll get a six-game suspension and a half a million dollar fine. A six-game suspension. What does that mean for an owner? He can't show up in the box. Yeah. Can't be at the he can't big be. deal. Right. That's what they did. The last guy who was found guilty on a misdemeanor, which the, this would be. Got a six-game suspension and a half-a-million-dollar fine. So he's just an old dude. Is he married? His wife died in 2011. So he's uh, just an old, horny dude <laughs> who's got nothing to do. And he's just got lots of money. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, it is kind of hilarious. Well, for once, it's not, you know, it's his players. Could have been worse, right? Could have been Tom Brady. Well, I mean, but they're saying there's like 20 people in, in this indictment. And supposedly there's bigger names in there. They just haven't released them yet. Hashtag Trump. <laughs> Could be. You never know. Really? You never know. Really? I mean, it's Florida. He's there Hashtag all the time. Hashtag Trump. Okay. Yeah. There. That was a a, a, a double. I give you a double there. Man, I I'm, give you extra. I, I can't believe that, you know, you're almost to that six degrees of separation. That's right. If I can tie Kevin Bacon into this, we got it. Uh, was he in the Gary Hart movie? He was not, unfortunately, but that would have been good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's ever been in a movie with Hugh Jackman that I know of. Nope. But Hey, we can take a uh, tomorrow's Oscar, Sunday's Oscars, right? Yeah. Want to take an Oscars quiz? Okay. I can take an Oscars quiz. A quick quiz. one? Let's do it. I'm going to give you 10 questions. If you can get like half, uh, more than half right, I'll let you eat some taffy again. Okay. Well, it's my taffy, so. Okay. You're just ruining the premise. Okay? Uh-huh. Yep, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, Name the movie mm-hmm. that won this act's actor an Oscar. Okay. Ready? Lawrence Olivier. I'll give you choices if you can't guess. Yep, go ahead. Marathon Man, Henry V, Othello, Hamlet. I'm going with Hamlet. Correct. Now I can't get to the next one because I have an ad blocker on <sighs> Am I ruining this segment again? Yeah, it's 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 going really down. You know, I had such a great idea. Do you, do you want to take a break and fix no, this? No, no, I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Oh, now I'm getting hit with a paywall. Yep. This is never going to end. <laughs> who 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 built this damn site? Uh, it wasn't me. Why you? No, I got it. I got it. I got it. All okay, right. we're going to number two. Okay. 
this dead air brought to you by... Well, it's not exactly dead. It's me in a panic. That's even more exciting. Helen Mirren. Ready? Okay. Excalibur, Gosford Park, Trumbo, The Queen. I gotta go to The Queen. Oh, you're right again. Okay. Oh, this is too easy. Ben Kingsley. Okay. What are the options? Bugsy, House of Sand and Fog, Gandhi, Schindler's List. Gandhi. Damn advertisement. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, man. The Philadelphia Story. Morning Glory. The African Queen. Long Day's Journey into Night. I don't know any of those movies. I'm just going to... You've never heard of The African Queen? I'm going to go with that. You're wrong. It was Morning Glory. Okay. El Pacino. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon. Serpico. Scent of a Woman. Godfather. Serpico. Scent of a Woman. Mm. Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Streetcar Named Desired. Julius Caesar. Last Tango in Paris. On the Waterfront. Streetcar Named Desire. On the Waterfront. Wow. I'm, there you, we go. You, That's you more jin- what I was expecting. You jinxed me. Liza Minnelli. <sighs> the Sterile Cuckoo. New York, New York. Cabaret, Arthur. New York, New York. Wrong. Cabaret. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm getting these wrong. Charlton Heston. The Ten Commandments, El Cid, Ben Hur, Planet of the Apes. It's either the Ten Commandments or Ben Hur. What do you think? I say Ten Commandments. Eh, ben Hur. Okay. Well, I said I knew it was one. Two of to them. go. Sandra Bullock, Gravity, The Blind Side. Yep. Blind Side. All right. That was too easy. Here we go. Michael Douglas, Wonder Boys. China Syndrome, Traffic, Wall Street. Wall Street. That's correct. Well, I think you got more right than wrong. But I'm better at at current, current actors. actors. Yeah. So like Greer Garson wasn't going to work for you. No, no. Shirley no. Temple. No, I mean I, I I mean and and honestly, Charlton Heston is great in The 10 Commandments too. Oh yeah. He consumes, I, knew it, I knew it was one of those movies. He consumes that movie. Well, Ben Hur is ridiculous as well. Yeah. I mean, they're both great movies. But okay, there. How'd okay. You, that was fun, so right? So what I get, like 60%? Yeah. That's about what we get on this show anyway, yeah. so I feel okay with that. I feel like i got to change my Oscar pick now, because I'm getting all this flack about A Star is Born. So I've got it all written out. Okay. So let's go look at it. Great. And Take then, a break and, and pull it up. we'll pull it up. All right. There, right. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. All right, you want to revisit your Oscar I sure do, because I was obviously on some medication when I made them. Okay. All right. I've got the sheet here. I'll make some corrections. All right. Best picture... Uh, I'm still going with Roma. You got Roma. Um, I took Green Book, and then for our half picks, if we're wrong, you took Green Book, and I took Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. You won't pick Bohemian Rhapsody because of the I hated that history, movie. History washing. Which, by the way, as another film biopic, I'm really excited for that Elton John. Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer. It looked pretty good. And he sings... His, uh, ter- the actual Taren, actor Taren sings. Egerton sings, and Elton John was there 
and he made a comment about how if anyone could sing my songs the way I did, you can. He did it. And Sounded it good. Looks good. I'm excited for it. Okay, I'm not changing my pick. I'm still going Green Book. Lead actor, we both picked Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Now the choices are Christian Bale and Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. I'm still where I'm at. Okay, me too. Lead actress, you picked uh, Yalitza Apricidio for Roma. I am changing that to, is Glenn Close on there? Glenn Close, I have picked Glenn Close for the wife. I'm picking that. Okay. Because Lady Gaga is going to win for best song. Yeah, and Melissa McCarthy, there's no chance. Olivia Coleman, nobody knows her, so she won't right. get it. She, be, she would be the upset, I think, Olivia right. Coleman. Supporting actor, I picked uh, Green Book for Marshala Ali, and you have Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. Yes. There's Adam Driver in Black Klansman, which you didn't see, Sam Rockwell in Vice, which I haven't seen, and Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me. I like the picks. Yep. I'm good with that. Supporting actress, Amy Adams in Vice, we did not pick. You picked Maria de Treviria for Roma. Roma. <laughs> and I picked Rachel Weiss for The Favorite. And who else was left there? Re- Regina King, if Beale Street could talk, and Emma Stone for The Favorite. All right. I'm still. I'm going to stick with Roma. Netflix spent a lot of money on this. All right. So now, marketing. Now I'm. This is the area where I'm questioning things a little bit. Best director. We have Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Never. Uh, Cold War, which I don't know. The Favorite. Roma, and Vice. Adam McKay for Vice. I pick Roma again. We, we both picked Roma. Okay. I'm sticking with it. I think Spike Lee's going to get it. But I'm sticking with Roma. Okay. I do think he's going to get it. <clears throat> uh, animated feature. We both picked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and something called Mayuri. Okay. I'm still good with that one. Yep. Uh, adapted screenplay. Uh, I or You picked Black Klansman, and okay. I picked The Star is Born. The other options were The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, can you ever forgive me? And if Beale Street could talk. Okay, that should be close. I think so too. Original screenplay. I picked Green Book and you picked Roma. The other options were the favorite, first performed, and vice. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Cinematography. This is where we just started guessing. Uh, you picked The Star is Born. Yeah, it was pretty great. Also, Roma was in there, Never Look Away, the favorite. And I picked Cold War. Never seen it. No idea. Why okay. Not? Uh, film editing, uh, you picked Vice, and I picked Green Book. The other options were Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, and The Favorite. What did I pick for editing? For editing, you picked Vice. Why? Re- will you read the room again? Black Klansman, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, The Favorite, and Vice. I'm going to Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. So far, you're the only one changing your picks. So, you offered. That's fine. Hey, man. It's all good. Sound editing. Uh, I think the order is out here. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, Roma, and Black Panther. We both picked A Quiet Place for sound editing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, There's a lot of talk that Black Panther might get it. First Man was pretty amazing, the sound. Yeah, I mean. I'll stick with it. Right. 
then in sound mixing, we I picked Black Panther, you picked Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. And then First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. That's also tough. I don't think Star is Born will get it. No. I don't know why. I don't know why they would. Um, production design, you and I both pick, picked Black Panther. That's fine. They're going to get one. Uh, original score, we both picked Mary Poppins Returns. The Boy. options were Black Klansman, Black Panther, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Mm. Okay, I'll stick with that. I'm changing mine. Really? Yep, I'm taking Black Klansman. I went back and listened to the score. For original pretty, score? And it's pretty good. <clears throat> I like it. We picked Mary Poppins. You picked Mary Poppins. What was the other one after Mary Poppins? Isle, Isle of, of Dogs. dogs. Yeah, them. they'll never get the Isle of Dogs, Black but Isle Panther. of Dogs should win it. Black Panther? Nah, I'm sticking with Mary Poppins. All right. Original song. We both picked Gaga. Shallow from A Star That's is fine. Born. That's fine. Yep. Okay. Well worth it. Costume design. Uh, I picked Black Panther, and you picked Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. The other <laughs> options were The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns. What's The Favorite? That's the one where it's the uh, the queen. It's like um, uh, Olivia Coleman. Oh, and stop! That's fine. Mm-hmm. Visual effects. You picked Avengers: Infinity War, and I picked Ready Player One. Got it. Other I'll stick with that. Were Solo, a Star Wars story, First Man, and Christopher Robin. Got it. So we're gonna milk this for another segment because we got to go over the winners. Then. I mean, we're gonna do terribly. You don't know that. I do. Okay. But you know what? Let's talk about a movie that wasn't nominated for an Oscar. And was pretty much ignored. I'm, I mean, I know why, but it's fine. Why? It's, it's, is there an anti-Gerard a, Butler? Yes. There is actually an anti-Gerard Butler movement. Everyone feels like every movie he's in, he just tanks. What? Like Liam Neeson? Yeah, well... Is that's the a, same character? No, just... I don't know. They say... It's the same thing with Chris Pratt. They say that he can only do well in an ensemble, that he doesn't do well on his own. Okay. And Gerard Butler, well, you know, they had Olympus has fallen, then he had London has fallen, and now he's basically taken that premise and put it on a submarine, and we're going against the Russians. Hunter Killer. But we're not going against the Russians. We're going against We're secretly coup. helping the yes, Russians. we are helping the Russians uh, by avoiding a coup. So... This movie takes place primarily on a hunter-killer-class submarine, which does not exist, nor does the look of that thing. It doesn't? I don't think so. Wait, you're an expert in submarine no, warfare? No, but there's no way that they can show any of that stuff. It's all classified. Wait, the director said he was aboard one of these for like a week. Well, maybe I'm... Smarty pants. You know what? I don't really care. It's fine. It refers to the make of the submarine feature. He immediately dives into a quick history of nuclear subs and their navigation. But I don't think they're called Hunter Killers. He said that the name Hunter Killer, the new movie name, refers to the make of the submarine featured in the film. Yeah, maybe then, then they did get... I wonder how they got the footage for some of it. Uh, he mentions that Virginia-class subs do not have a periscope. Mm, yeah, because they don't use one. They have some sort of, like, video feed. So this guy was a font of information in the optional commentary track. I'm just letting you know. Well, that's great. So, Well, that's great. Now I'm just going to ignore you. So, essentially, <coughs> it is 
there is something going on, and there is... Under the Arctic Ocean. Under the Arctic Ocean, and there are two submarines that have essentially sunk, and it is unclear who sunk them. Right. And you slowly evolve into a combination of 13 hours and a submarine movie smashed into one. You have ground troops, and you have... Like Crimson Tide? Yeah, you have submarines. And you have what could be a defection of the crew getting really upset, but instead everything just pats on the back and they keep going. But there's also a land-based Navy SEAL team in Russia. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying it's like 13 hours and a submarine And it's awesome. Movie. Yes, that's very good. Although they randomly just left a couple guys behind. Didn't they get him? No. No? They got the one guy who was injured. The other guy... They got the sniper guy. Yes, they got the sniper guy. There was another guy who was killed, but I don't think he... Well, no, I guess he did float away. The guy that was floating underwater? Yeah, he floated away. I don't know what happened to the fourth guy, though. I don't know. Well, at any rate, we're doing this movie like a terrible service on it. No, we're not. It's a really great action thriller. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is. It's... it's, And it looks great. It is... One of those, I'm looking for something that I don't need to think really hard about. That's right. That I want to see some explosions, and I want to see some action. Yep. And I want my, you know, my pulse and my breathing yep. to be increased a little I bit. I was excited. And I want to be entertained for a buck 40 to two hours. Director Donovan Marsh pulled it off. Give me something. Military action. Um and, of course, special appearance by Gary Oldman, who's now also becoming a guy in every movie out there. Yep. Good for him. Who spends a lot of time as the uh, chairman of the Joint Seats of Chiefs of Staff yelling at people. And then there's Common, who looks way <laughs> too young to be a two-star general. Getting yelled at by Gary Oldman. And getting, he's primarily yelled at for a good bulk of this thing. Yeah. They, they, they have gone very progressive, and they have Madam President. Yes. Who looks a lot like Glenn Close, but isn't. It could have right. been Glenn could Close. Could have been Glenn Close. Right. Um, and then a CIA NSA operative who is sort of working with Common's character. And Jared Butler is how he pronounced Gerard? it. Gerard? No, Jared. Jared. Um, as Joe Glass, the submarine commander. The the, the, the the veteran grizzled yeah the veteran grizzled rookie submarine rookie yes because he is his first time commanding a sub right he's done every job on the sub except command it I guess I, you you got me on that one and apparently he must have taken command from somebody else and there's an unspoken awkwardness they don't really talk about and you don't really care right they got a ton of firepower there's a standoff they could start World War Three at any time. There's explosions underwater. There's crazy naval maneuvers with the submarines. Sniping is sniping. awesome. Sniping, it's it's what you want. You know, it's it, if you want a video game, that's how you want to do it. And it looks great in 4K. That's all I got to say. It looked great not in 4K. Really? Yeah. Good. It looked. I mean, it's beautiful. There's that Navy SEAL parachute jump that I thought was awesome. Yes. It's got everything in it. It's a great movie. It's a great popcorn munching movie. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have seen it in theaters, but on home entertainment, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah. I, so I, there. Olympus Fallen, you knew was going to be ridiculous. And this sort of follows. It's actually by, I thought it, like one of the guys I who created that was maybe. on this too. 
I don't know. At any rate, I enjoyed it. I give it, you know, that's a solid B, B plus. Yeah, I'm going there for you know. You want to sit and be entertained for a couple hours, be a little, you know, edge of your seat. It's a way to do it. Aren't you a guy? Who's the actor who did Dewey Cox? Dewey Cox. Um, <laughs> uh, well, he's in Step Brothers. He's in Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, he's in Talladega Nights. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Well, you, you caught me off guard, he's, <laughs> so now I don't know... Um, John C. Riley. Thank you, John C. Riley. He's in a movie called, that I'm going to watch tonight, Sisters Brothers, mm-hmm. and it's a Western, mm-hmm. so I can't wait to see it, with the future Joker, the Joker. What's his name? The guy uh, with the hair lip. Walking <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Didn't he have like a cleft lip that he had surgery on or something? I think so. I don't know. He's great. He's good in a lot of his movies. <laughs> All right, sorry, um, I'm meandering. So I'm, I will have Spider Man into the Spider Verse to screen digitally next week. And I'm still in the middle of Kingdom Hearts and, three. And, I am now in Toy Story. And we will have uh, exclusive audio. Oh wait, hey. And and. Uh, and a review on site video too, maybe on site video too for the division two, two, which takes place in downtown Washington D.C. Right, so right in the Smithsonian area. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I I saw some gameplay where they're in the Reagan Building, and that really? looks really cool. Okay. There's like helicopters dropping people. Is in the it post apocalyptic? Yeah, of course. It's, it's well. There's a faction called the Division, which are trying to overthrow what's left of the sort of government and society. Got the president it. is still alive, but okay. There's like pockets of resistance groups that you have to battle through. I watched one where they were all. It was a four four player game. Yeah, and they were all demolition, and it was hilarious. It's blowing things up. Blowing things up. Shotguns. Cool. You know, really fun. So, so we're very excited. We'll yeah. have that next week. And then we'll have some gameplay probably shortly thereafter. Yes. So good stuff. Thank you. Well, so last year I won by one point on the Oscars. Let's see if you can Ugh. unseat me and and take over. Good luck to you. We'll see. And uh, uh, good luck to you all. Good night and good luck. I bid ye fond farewell. <laughs> <laughs>